The following podcast will contain spoilers for all aired episodes in HBO's Game of Thrones and all published books in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I guess people don't go in well, there. If they found her, she could just, I don't know what she, what excuse she they, would they, they would walk in and be <laughs> like, well, Sandra, I haven't put my makeup on yet. You understand. <laughs> so they just assume she's some crazy old lady, like a wildling or something. <laughs> Mother Mole. <laughs> I did. Welcome to the Bastards of the King's Grave Dragoncast Edition. We're back to review the sixth sixth season of Game of Thrones as best as we possibly can, starting, of course, with the premiere episode, The Red Woman, which has just finished airing. We have some old hosts joining us from past Dragoncast seasons and some new ones, too, and we'll no doubt have many more joining us as the season goes on. My name is Zach, also known as Alias on the forums, and joining me for this review, we have... Adam, also known as Drown Snow. <laughs> Um, this is Casey, Blue-Eyed Queen on the forums. This is Katie, Lady Griffin on the forums. Matt, Matt, it's your Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, it's Matt Varley on the forums. And I am Paul, Sir General on the forums, the baby of the group. Excellent. I'm looking forward to talking to all of you about what exactly you thought about the first episode of this new season. So let's go ahead and get into it. How many lemon cakes out of five would you give the Red Woman, Adam? Oh, man. You know, I try to I try to at least let some time go by before my lemon cakes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought that. it was a I thought it was a a solid episode, although a lot of things made me say what the fuck. But um, sure. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Like uh, I'll give it a three point five. I'm gonna conservative three point five. All right. And what did you think, Casey? I'm gonna give it a three. There were some good things and there were some bad things, but I think overall, more more good ish. It was it was solid. All right. This is this is usually how this goes. I feel like usually this is the tenor of the reviews. So uh, what did what did you think, Katie? Usually you have something more decisive. Then I'm gonna disappoint. Uh, I'll give it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a middling three point five. Like at yeah, this point, nice. I feel I feel drunk when I'm watching this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt drunk when I was watching this episode. I do get but, drunk. It's very disorienting. Probably, like, well, not disorienting. It's just I've. There's nothing left to disappoint me, and my investment is so low that I'm kind of happy about it. I'm like, man, I'm enjoying this way more than I did last season, even though Mm -hmm. I don't care as much. So (laughs) I don't really know how to qualify that. It's like my investment is so low that I that I can you get got a to, higher score. <laughs> you got to the top of the cliff, and now you're coming over the other side, and it's all downhill. Yeah, I mean, only one thing really annoyed me, and other than that, I was like, this is all good fun. It's it's not as dour as i remember last or maybe i feel like i've been too harsh on last season maybe it's just yeah feels fully like like fan fiction or something like that at this point it Mm -hmm. feels like i can just get into it and enjoy it and there's a lot of i don't know it just feels lighter for some reason maybe it's just we're taking it less seriously or maybe the the stuff is genuinely less serious i'm not sure yeah low expectations are amazing yeah they're Mm -hmm. that's why i liked batman superman was the low expectations (laughs) (laughs) all those all those bad reviews helped me enjoy it exactly (laughs) thank you reviewers all right matt what did you think i'll give it 4.5 because it butchered the dorn storyline in a good way we're done typical matt literally butchered yeah we're done Right. Uh, besides that, I think Castle Black is going to be weird for a while. Melisandre obviously is going to be weird. Um, <laughs> you know, so we'll see where it goes. But good opening premiere and good just killing everything in Dorne. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Now, now yeah. what did you think about the killing everything in Dorne, Paul? <laughs> if I had say one time that I've ever really, truly been angry at Game of Thrones, it's when they fucked up Dorne somehow. So... Even though I still gave him a, I still give the episode a three, because I felt I don't know it was kind of good to hear Davos again. So that was the plus but, that made it a three. So, so la- last year you were mad at the show pretty much the whole year. I wanted to strangle each and every actress who played the Sand Snakes and Alaria. So just a bit. Yeah, but now just, you know they'll get killed, right? Just let. Can we stop on that for one <sighs> second, that. real quick? And can someone clear something up for me? I mean, I know Matt, you rewatched recently. I didn't. How the hell do they get on that boat? I don't know. They don't. Wait. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. We saw them, like, like, wait a minute. Actually, now that you bring that up, I don't oh, know. This like, is bullshit. Was it, wasn't he, like, I thought, wait a minute. I, I mean, I guess my interpretation was, like, maybe Jamie just sent him back for some reason. 
No, they like, were. The he he was in King's Landing, wasn't he? Where the yeah, where the fuck? Well, it looked clearly like the cabin of a boat, like it, the back yeah. of the windows and everything. Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck was that? And why was he not in prison in King's Landing? And everyone was standing on the boat, like when Alaria, like like. What the fuck just happened? Like, yeah, like, he, was on, he was on the boat going to King's Landing at the end of the season, right? I'm not wrong about that. He but, was on the boat. Well, he was like 30 feet offshore when fucking Marcella died, and then they kept on sailing on. Yeah, okay, but I just wanted to make whatever. sure that like, it, he wasn't like somewhere else, and I'm forgetting no, no, no. it. That's all, that's all was, I wanted to be clear on. He was definitely painting the, her weird funeral eye stones, so he knew that she was dead. And they were, like, all three of them were on shore when the boat left, so unless they rowed really yeah. hard for King's Landing, that is a gaping plot hole. They, they watched the boat I'm go f- away, and they're like, quick, to the sand sub! And they I'm perfectly <laughs> fine. I'm perfectly yeah. fine with, like, them just killing everyone in Dornoff. I just, you needed a scene with them on a boat, and then sneaking onto that boat real quick or something. I'm fine. But right now, it's magic. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh, though, if we go back and we look at that because it's a really quick cut before we go into the cabin with Tristane. It just shows the ship sitting in the bay in King's Landing. I'm going to laugh if we look at that and there's just like a tiny little dinghy beside it. Like they were rowing after them the whole time. This, uh, so. this, this proves my theory that the Sand Snakes are Merlings. Oh my god. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, no. <laughs> First okay, of all. Sorry, sorry for that aside. I just, that was bugging me oh, the no last problem. 30 yeah, minutes. We can have half our door discussion now. Now it's, now it's bugging me. It's obviously on everybody's mind. But but first, I guess, we'll be moving to the wall. So just to be clear, since this is our first episode of the season, the way we normally do this is we go region to region covering all the scenes we get in the region before moving to the next. In this case, we're going to kind of go with the show's chronology because there's only one time where we get two parts of one region, which is the, the wall. So we'll start with the first part of the wall, and then we'll end the, the review with the last part of the wall. Uh, so with that, let us go in, starting with the summary. We begin on the wall with Davos, sleepless in the middle of the night. He goes outside at the sound of a wolf's howl and finds Jon Snow dead in the snow, beside a sign marking him a traitor. Davos and some loyal Night's Watchmen take Jon inside. He appears to be dead and Melisandre arrives to see the body for herself. So we'll start with this this little bit here. Any thoughts on this this part? It's not a lot to say, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? All right. What do you mean? <laughs> how, how many people are there in Castle Black that didn't realize that someone was getting murdered and then everyone went out to have a drink or something? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> down under cover of darkness. It was secret. Well, my favorite thing is Ed when he shows up and they're like, who do you trust? Just these random guys we've never seen before in this room with me. Because <laughs> everyone else is dead. <laughs> yeah, like, when he was... You know, he's made good friends with them off screen or something. Yeah, the fact that he was volunteering them all for death, I could tell a few of them in the back room were like, uh, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Let me out. Yeah, they're all in the, the strike room together now. They're rapists, well, we, they're we drug discussed dealers, that earlier, and some but, of them, yeah. I assume, are wait, nice people. Wait a minute, what are they drug dealing? What drugs are they dealing in Westeros? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you know, Red Leaf. Yeah, okay. Well, Milk of the poppy, you know, rum. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> they don't send their best to the wall, man, come on, that's why they built the wall. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I guess all I would say about this this little bit is obviously they're they're doing something. I mean, we get this obviously more at the end. They're doing something with Melisandre and John. Obviously, she's probably going to resurrect him. They're pretty clearly telegraphing that, though we haven't seen him yet. Uh, but for now, John is still dead. So she yeah. looked weirdly emotional when yeah. she saw him corpseified. It makes me think that she is like gone in the show. At least she's gone with like John is Azora High or something. Even though they haven't really talked about that. The quote I got from her was, "I saw him in the flames fighting in Winterfell," and I was like, "Ooh." foreshadowing hopefully you know I, I just don't buy that she would be that sentimental unless it's supposed to be like oh this is one more notch in the my powers are useless yeah kind of jar. I th- that's what i picked i picked up on it was just like everything's gone to shit and now he's dead too and she's just she's out of it i'm really scared they're gonna make her fuck the corpse <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh my God. i told my friend i was a little worried was about that naked. tonight yeah, yeah, the shadows come to play, my lord. Like, oh boy. Oh, I mean, this is more at the end, but I'm scared that Davos and Melisandre are gonna. Nope. Davos already knows. Well, no, Davos doesn't know what's what's gone down yet. He knows about Melisandre with his well, shadow he, babies. Oh, oh and... yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't know about Shireen. That's what I'm saying. Oh, not yet. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's let's uh, take a step back and go to the the Alistair Thorne scene in the hall where he tries to pacify the angry Night's Watchman by making it clear that he only did what was good for the Watch. Dollar said is having none of that and plots with Davos and Tormund and some other guys that he mentioned Adam to deal with. Alistair and his cronies. Again, not a whole lot to say about this, but yeah, we're just kind of getting the stakes set up for what's going on in the wall. So the, the only thing I had to say about Alistair is like he's basically saying I followed all orders except that you know I murdered him. Yeah, just this tiny. <laughs> I mean, the wall isn't full of the best people, but it is interesting how they're all like, hey, fuck you, you're a murderer. And like, they're, they're, the, the room is not very pleasant. It flips really quickly because he's like, hey, I'm a knight and I did what's right. And they're like, uh, I guess. We, we all stabbed him. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's all good. But, but they called them, but even then, like, that's supposed to lend credibility. But even then, they all were like, you traitor, murderer, you know, because a lot of people, I think, liked him. But I mean, he still harps on the whole uh, on the whole letting the wildlings through, and not a man in that room was like, "Hey, I was that hard home." Like you should have had at least a few people be like, "Um." I do think it didn't feel chaotic enough, though. I think you do have a point there, Adam. Like it felt like people should have been more pissed off, or they should have been like genuine like fighting or something. I don't know. It just did. I I but, like there could have been people on both sides, and it could have been really heated. Like where are the wildlings in all this? His speech was just. Where, oh, they're about yeah. to come in. Okay. I think their next episode, right, Tormund is going to fucking kill people. Like, is the Night's Watch just going to be massacred? I just want <laughs> yeah. to be Ollie. It's going to be like three guys trying to fix the wall. I think that's how it will Yeah, be, but really. a bunch of wildlings probably trying to fix the wall, too. I'm sure they know how. I'm sure they're skilled builders. Yeah, I don't think anyone will mind Ollie getting what's coming to him. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it does seem like... Well, I mean, just because he's a kid... <laughs> It'd be awful for him to get his fucking head chopped off. Maybe, maybe it? it'd be awful. Didn't know. mind watching Joffrey <laughs> choke to death. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's 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 a yeah, but he wasn't. Be, be a real shame if something happened. You know what I'm saying? Be a real <laughs> shame. Really you know, nice. he trips and falls on a knife. <laughs> These yeah. things happen multiple times. It's weird. It, it does seem though that that Dollar said is Gandalfing. He's going to get reinforcements, and that will be what happens next. Oh yeah, for sure. He he left a what? twice once to get ghost and once to get the wildlings and yeah all through the night everyone just kind of they they just let everyone sleep and they're like well at breakfast we'll <laughs> we'll talk we'll, we'll tell them about the regime change you guys wouldn't believe what happened last let night. everyone sleep on it well, yeah <laughs> and at the same time too like let's say lord commander's dead someone should be like well time for a vote right yeah it's a bizarre situation and wouldn't you think elser would be like oh the wildlings that we let through killed our lord commander no because he like, he wants he he wants to do this on principle the night's watch has a history of people going rogue anyway right so i thought it was bizarre though that i felt like the whole point about him always following orders was kind of a cheap justification for the whole thing with like letting the wildlings in i didn't it just was a really weird way to explain himself. right and in, in hard home or whatever uh, uh the episode maybe after hard home yeah he's like open the gate it's like, yeah. he could have just Te- been like, nope. Well, the fact that there's a wall and a gate on that side anyway. But technically they, yeah, technically he's the one that did it. Yeah, and that included the Wildlings and Jon Snow, so. All right. <laughs> so let us go. I think that's all we've got on, on this part of the wall. We'll, we'll talk more about, about Melisandre, I'm sure, later. But first, let's go to Winterfell, where we have Ramsay standing over Miranda's dead body, mourning her death in his own fashion. He has her body fed mm. to the hounds, as he is not a wasteful man. Bruce meets his son in the hall and tells him that they must have Sansa Stark to win the North. He threatens that Ramsay will have no future as a Bolton if he cannot do this. So we get our sympathetic Ramsay moment here, eh? Yeah, glad to see the protagonist was doing so well. (laughs) He was adorable. (laughs) (laughs) My only only thing about this scene, though, was did he... (sighs) Would real Ramsay have been remorseful about that? Nope. No. No. Yeah. And I, the act, the actor Ewan, I, I love him, and he was, it was so cute, and it was very well done. But I just, it got, I, I'm a little, I feel like it's like a little bit of a break from his real character. Like he shouldn't feel yeah. 
sad about it. I mean, like, he does do that line at the end, like, she's meat, you can feed her to the dogs. Yeah, he's kind of reminiscing in, like, I think the same way that he would reminisce over, you know, his favorite cutting knife or something broke. Like, oh, I killed so many people with this. You know, all right, put it in the trash. He's, like, yeah. momentarily sentimental over a tool that he used, less so, like, about the actual person, I think. Sounded too much like a eulogy to me, though. I guess for me, I didn't quite believe it, so I didn't think it was a problem. I didn't think it was out of character, but but I guess if he does genuinely think those things, it is it is kind of odd. It's only a little nuance. It's not like... I mean, Ramsey's a cartoon in the novels. It, it yeah. doesn't bother me that they've given him a little shading since we're spending so much time with him. Yeah, that's a good point. I have no problem with the Ramsey part and Roos kind of putting Ramsey in his place a little bit. I do have a problem with the logic behind they need Sansa and the North to defend the North from the Lannisters who gave them the North. I don't think that was what he said. I think he was just saying this wasn't a real victory. I think. Maybe... maybe. Well, but he, he, was, he was saying that, like, he... He arranged the marriage with Sansa, which was going to piss the Lannisters off, and okay. they need the North to protect to protect what's theirs, to protect the North when the Lannisters, you know, come after them. Is that's the impression oh, I got? That is odd. I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch that scene again. But I just know he said that he basically he pissed off King's Landing by setting up the marriage, and now they need her to to deal with King's Landing. That's what I could have sworn. That's what he said. I uh, I didn't have a problem. It just seems like they've lost their the valid or the what's the word I'm looking for. Like, legitimacy? Yeah, the legitimacy of their claim is significantly weakened without her. I guess it also kind of makes sense because this is uh, the North and the conflict there is obviously much closer, whereas the Lannisters aren't really a problem right now, so they need to consolidate things there before they look elsewhere. Even if it does alienate them with the Lannisters, they have nothing if they can't control the North to begin with. So. No, it totally well, it totally makes sense, but, I mean, like, in the book, this wasn't a problem, right? Because they had fake Arya given to them by Tywin, so... Sure. <laughs> Ramsey, he's so hot right now, Ramsey. Speaking of so things hot. that are not hot right now, let's go to somewhere in the north where Theon and Sansa are running for their lives, pursued by Ramsey's hounds. They cross a freezing river to try to escape, but they are unable to lose the hounds. Theon tells Sansa to make for the north to Jon Snow and gives himself up. The hunters don't believe hmm. his story that Sansa died in the fall and they find her crouched in the snow. When all hope seems lost, Brienne and Podrick arrive in the nick of time and defeat the hunters after a short fight. Brienne lays her sword before Sansa and offers her service. This time Sansa accepts her vow. So we see what's hmm. going on with Sansa now. They're running away. The fuck. And Brienne saves them, and it's a big party now, yeah. You didn't, you didn't like that, Matt? Matt has said no, what the fuck in not. every scene so far, so he has to stay uh, consistent. No. So Theon gave himself up? Well, he gave right? himself up. Okay, so even in the books, would he give himself up? I think so. I think, um, I mean, I think, it, like, in the situation where he's helping Sansa, yeah, I think that he doesn't value his life at all. He's, he's a yeah, broken, but he's a broken man. Sansa. Yeah, but when he's, they he's a, jump off he's... the walls. So I, I, I have no reason to believe that he would ever give up and really so, yeah i completely huh. disagree <laughs> i kind I of agree with matt because giving himself up to the boltons would just be asking for them to take him back to ramsey and god knows and he'd rather die than that out. yeah but is theon's logic super great right now i feel like I he's he like counting on being killed it's never situation. been great yeah, he can well, attack like, them and die, maybe. I feel like right now it's going to be either getting very tortured or not so much tortured. And well, I, I don't know how you choose between the two. I mean, they didn't have a chance either way, right? Yeah, I think that, that kind of colors the whole thing, is that they just weren't getting away. It was all kind of a pointless gesture. When they waded through the stream, he's like, oh, they won't be able to catch us if we go through the stream. Oh, Oh well, they caught yeah. us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought the whole part about that scene that I thought was maybe a little false was like Sansa cuddling up with Theon, but after the stuff from last season, I mean, maybe, I don't know. He wouldn't there you be go, that shippers. Warm, <laughs> Gross. But he well, wouldn't yeah, be no, that no, no. <laughs> Like, they would have to get naked to cuddle for there to be any sort of heat. It's just like, oh, yay, yeah. your wet, woolly clothes are making me even more cold now that we're huddled well, together. they didn't have time for skin to skin and then him have him run off as well. I mean, you know, that's unrealistic, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it didn't seem to help, so at least it was realistic. So how about the the part with Brienne and Pod? Pod getting some XP points here in this little fight. Doing pretty good. Brian the badass. And Pod the badass. At first. Come on. I thought at, this whole scene was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but at first, like, when I had heard the hounds, I thought, oh, wait, but it can't be the Boltons because they 
tricked them with the stream. And then I thought, oh my god, are we going <laughs> to get some mountain clansmen out on a hunt? And then I'm like, nah, they wouldn't be that nice to book readers. And as no, soon as no. it turned out like it was Brienne and Pod to save the day, I'm like, of course. Yeah. It was Brienne. Well, won't be there. I mean, really, really bad for Brienne. Third time's the charm. Please, <laughs> please, please let me protect you. But, you know, Gwendolyn Kirsty killed that. Like, that was yeah. great. I mean, I, I teared up a little bit when um, they had the, like, like she put down her sword and then Sansa's trying to remember the lines of everything. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so it's it's happening. And then Theon <laughs> threw on it was like he added one of the lines of the. No, it was Pod. Swing. No, that was Pod, Pod. had to give her the line. Oh, yeah. Pod. No, but she looked to Theon. She looked to Theon to be like, uh, advisor, is this OK? That was odd. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it. really? <laughs> yeah, that, that was, a, you know, the cuddling and then that like a little that weird. That was a very weird like, moment. I agree. Why would she need Theon's approval there? Well, because like, Iron <laughs> Islanders put so much value on taking honorable oaths and, you know. And Theon is such a better bodyguard. I mean, she should just stick with him, right? I think yeah, he, totally. he's her only ally right now. And that's that's it. Like, Sansa's so unsure in herself that she needs to look to Theon. But this chick has traveled from King's Landing, or at least the veil that she knows of. Yeah, but she's that, been that victimized. Says a lot. She's think, been through a, no, a I mean, lot of I mean, Brian has. Like, oh, yeah. Like, she's come all this way and she's just following her around being like, let me help. So... And she's got all the armor and swords, and you know she's she's uh, she's better equipped. Yeah, I don't like. It's odd that she wouldn't. I mean, she doesn't know Brienne still, really. So that that kind of makes sense. But it's odd that she would still need like confirmation to trust her. Like, why? I mean, Theon doesn't know her either. So I don't. I don't. I guess like yeah, you're right that she that he's her only ally, and that's why he looked to that why she looked to him. But yeah, I just I think that she would have gotten a hint by now that this is someone that would help you. All right. Uh, anything else on this bit? Nope. Okay. I just know Michal hated the scene. We can ask her about it, maybe. She, <laughs> oh, she no. Joins us. So let's go to King's Landing, where we have Cersei receiving word that Marcella has returned to her. She goes to King's Landing's tiny little harbor to greet her daughter, but finds only Jamie waiting for her. The bells toll for another Lannister death. Cersei wonders what kind of shape her mother's dead body is in these days, and tells Jamie of the witch's prophecy promising three children and three deaths. Jamie tells her that they will take everything back no matter what it takes. So, thoughts on this scene? I've never really bought Lena Hitty's crying face that much, but I really dug her little happy, giddy, skipping across the courtyard like, Yay, my daughter's home! Yeah. That was pretty crushing. Yeah, that was actually pretty sad. <laughs> but other than that, I really hate that they've put Jamie... I feel like we've had this conversation with Jamie and Cersei like five times. That's true. It, at it least. It felt like we, it's been done. I guess the yeah. new thing and is revealing the prophecy to him. I think well, it's and how did, he, how did he react to that? Fuck prophecy. <laughs> like, what? He wasn't like, wait, what? When was this? What's going on? It's just like, oh, fuck that. Whatever. It just feels like a regression. And it seems yeah. like he's, he's going to stick around in King's Landing for this season. I'm well, I don't think so. I think this... I think this is more about Cersei than it is about Jamie. This whole scene, so yeah, but it looks like kind of like humble Jamie is not even close to ha- having happened right now because now he's just like, yeah, fuck that, I'm gonna kill him. While Jamie in the books at like around this point in the Riverlands is just like, I, I'll kill if I need to, but I do not want to go out on like revenge sprees. I don't think he's gonna stay in King's Landing. I think it's at least from like trailers and stuff, which I guess is added information. It seems like he's going to the Riverlands, but I guess like this whole scene is telegraphing that he's gonna kill the Sand Snakes or something like that. Someone better not back to Dorne, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but Dorne. Where's Bronn? Where is Bronn? What the? Where is he? He's with he's with lollies, okay? okay. He ain't that bad pussy. All right, let's get the other bit in for King's Landing here. We have Marjorie still trapped in the Sept, refusing to confess to Septa Unella. The High Sparrow arrives and tells her that she is needed, that Septa Unella is needed elsewhere. Marjorie tells him that she has nothing to confess. I didn't finish this one, did I? <laughs> but it shows her that, that yes, you need something to confess, and she seems to. He says that she's on the road to uh, on the road to confession. That was really sloppy, but yeah, we get this. She's on the path. Was this an odd scene? I liked it. Maybe because I had a very visceral reaction to Septa Yunella, who I think mm. I want to die more than anybody on the show. <laughs> Shame. Ugh reading the bible at her all day that's that's pretty but marjorie still looks pretty good for uh having been in prison for the past few weeks her hair had kind of this prison chic thing going i gotta say (laughs) (laughs) what is that actress's name natalie Uh, dormer natalie dormer yeah she's just supernaturally beautiful no matter doesn't matter she's in prison 
Yep. That's the real reason I like this scene. <laughs> <laughs> so we, he talks about about Tommen here. What is, what is his game? What is the High Sparrow's plan? Is it just to get her to confess in another way? To like coerce her into confessing? Maybe. Well, I think they may have alluded to... Did, did anybody see like um, up on Game of Thrones next time? They, they have that scene where Cersei's going to see Tommen and they're like, the king has ordered you cannot. So I'm thinking that maybe um, the High Septon is trying to get Marjorie and Tommen on his side so they can take down the rest of the royal people. I mean, I could kind of see it. He used his powers of the they-must-confess law to get them into the sept and locked away, but now he's trying to maybe move them through without having to go against his own word. I think he's just playing the good cop, bad cop thing. Because sure. he he's very persuasive when he comes in. Like, okay, if you're not going to confess to the big things, we can build up to the big things by giving away the little things first. You know, surely you have some little sins that will be okay to tell. So what do you think she's going to confess to? I mean, it could be anything. Like, oh, I've had doubts and I've had impure thoughts or whatever and he's like okay go on you're you know you're getting better it just feels like kind of greasing the path do you think she'll talk about like the things with renly and everything but Mm. there's nothing to confess there she didn't sleep with him tried to it's probably the problem though it's maybe it's her brother that they want i just yeah which she's whatever she's so right that she really doesn't have anything to confess to so i'm just wondering what she'll come up with i mean she has done some coercive stuff and everything but i don't know if it just realistically like, if you were in that position you would just make stuff up and that would be the problem because that's i think that's mm. what he wants her to do is like if you keep giving me things the fat like the more you give me the faster i can get you out of the situation and if you won't confess what i want you to confess then yeah let's he's just trying to twist her into giving her him information but it seems like that would be more useful with cersei and she's already out so yeah remains to be seen let's go ahead and go to the part that i anticipate will have the most discussion uh, Dorne. We have Dorne and Ilaria reminiscing about the late Oberyn Martell. A messenger arrives with word that the Princess Marcella is dead. The Sand Snakes immediately go into action, killing Arya Hota and Dorne in a flash. We can't even... Dorne is still the worst. Yeah. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. So... It was absurdly just poorly done and lazy, and what a waste of Bashir. I mean... They, oh yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> what did I say last season? It's just like I hope we just like I hope they just finish Doran off and we never go back again. And maybe this is kind of what they did. Look what you did, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I no, was, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I just thought it was gonna lead into something more complicated, like him being pissed and you fools, you foiled my plan. He's he's secretly supporting Daenerys and she's gonna come back and they're going to take over the kingdom, and that would maybe be a way to, to help her. By the end of the season, she has to kind of start heading to Westeros, right? When this scene was first happening, like, oh my god, Duran is walking! This is huge! And then the whole thing, the whole rest of it happened, and I was, like, just dumbfounded by the entire thing. It just looked like one of those things where they, like, stab you, and then they just zoom in on the face, and they're like, oh, total okay. surprise! Let's, <laughs> let's, let's break down the confusing elements in this scene. One... There, there's not really that much as far as guards around him. I mean, you got Ario Hota and then those servants that just didn't seem to do anything or care about anything. And he lets the snakes around him because he trusts them. It does make sense. Okay. And they wait until word comes from King's Landing being like, hey, you killed my daughter, bitch. And then they just happen to be there at the right time when he gets that word to kill him. Why not just kill him before that? Dramatic What's timing. <laughs> like, they, they, like, have they just not left his side? For they, they like been waiting for like weeks. Okay, okay, maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day. We're gonna, we're waiting for that note. And then they kill him. They kill Hota. And they kill the messenger. And the other people are just standing around. I guess they were in on it the whole time. Yeah. That's the implication that nobody likes right. Doran anymore. Bullshit Jeez. reason. Also, Arya Hota. I know he's not much of a character, but did they just? off the one black guy in the entire show. Yeah, when he was supposed to be so much fucking cooler. Salad or Hassan's out there His, somewhere. He didn't get to do anything. Yeah, he just, all he did was get stabbed by the back, falls down, dies. Yeah, great, great like, scene, guys. What lines did he even have? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess we're, we're thinking about this in the scene with Tristane, like, oh, couldn't there have been, like, a cool fight scene? Couldn't, you know, couldn't someone have gone out cool? But everyone, Dorne was kind of universally hated last season, and maybe that's just kind of 
their way of writing this in. Like, sorry. But this is why it was hated. Yeah, this is even worse. <laughs> I know, I but like I'm saying, just... like, maybe that's what they think. Maybe they think this is a way to make up for it. Like, we're just killing these people and moving on. Maybe they well, thought that's already... what the problem was. I don't know. I feel like they were like, hmm, let's, let's test this out this season and see if it works out. And it obviously didn't work out. And then they're like, all right, we're just, fuck it, we'll kill them all. And we'll keep the sand snakes in because we need more women in the show. Because people are mad about that. <laughs> I feel like it was like, hmm, get that bad pussy. These, these people really. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, I feel like they were just like, hmm, why does everyone hate Dorn? Well, how about for fixing it, we take out some of the only good actors who could actually show any emotion or any kind of good plotting and instead mm. keep the fucking Obara clones and Ventral Obara in there. Yeah. I just F- wish they would fucking give. Fucking Bashir. Alaria some nuance because like I love Indira Varma I think she's a great actress it's just she has nothing to do but just be imperious and outraged and vicious and like there's no, there's no nuance to any of these characters anymore oh oh and the and the last confusing point besides how they got on that damn ship is what it. the fuck is her plan she has no right to anything apparently is she bastards just, is she, is, are really she free just, in Dorn. yeah it, in like in Dorn, like they made a point that you know women can inherit and all this stuff but are is she saying that like the people want her to rule or something i don't under i where's dark star i mean it's not like we see like the people of Dorn at all so i feel like they're just gonna be like i'm gonna rule this castle and there's not gonna be that many that many things that <laughs> Dorn is like a hundred people yeah i think that i think the it does feel like they're writing Dorn out of the show that feels like what this is and I, I i agree that is kind of an odd choice for a tv show to just i mean maybe some tv shows do this but i guess game of thrones it has all this reputation of being better than everything else on tv or whatever at least a lot of stuff and it, it just feels like a very flippant move to like yeah just fuck that get that out of here but i guess if it's the right choice in the long run that's fine but like you guys say, this is a very sloppy way to handle it. Feels very offhanded. Also, because my worry is that Dorn isn't completely gone. That all, all of a sudden, she's going to be leading Dorn into something. That just makes like, no sense. Though, later. I guess nothing makes. Yeah, sense. it doesn't. It doesn't. That's why. That's why I'm afraid of it. I also wonder, like, how many, like, since Dorn pretty much tanked last season, I wonder how many of the actors were like, eh, "I'm not going to do it again" with their contracts and stuff. Then like, why when, aren't the Sand Snakes gone? I know, but well, I mean, I, they probably enjoy it, but all <laughs> oh, those I mean, poor, poor. No, people. I mean, like, I they mean, probably have more like those favorites, actors. Let's be real. Yeah. Well. I'm trying to I'm trying to think well, of the actor that plays Duran. Like, how much was he invested in all of this? I don't think investment has anything to do with it. I think it was a job, yeah. and I bet if you asked him what his character was about, he probably couldn't give you an answer. He was like, "We went to this cool museum, and they had me like sit in clothes for a few days, and I don't really know what happened. I got killed." It's it's Alexander <laughs> Siddig, by the way, and yeah, I couldn't describe his character if I was put under pressure to describe what Doran was in the show. So I don't, I wouldn't blame him if he couldn't do it either. And he was just like jealous of his brother, like that's how he goes out. Nah, I didn't, I didn't really see it as like jealous. I think. Well, but he was, like, he was just sort of like musing, like, oh, I never get to go anywhere, and she's like, yeah, you don't go anywhere, die for it. Damn, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on that note. Let's go ahead and move to Marine, hopefully less sucky, where we get Tyrion and Varys walking the streets. Varys assures a poor woman that Tyrion does not want to eat her baby and gives her some coin. They find a priest of Roller <laughs> preaching to their crowd. He urges the people to take up the flame of the Queen of Dragons while she is away. As they walk along, they hear the sounds of chaos and run to the harbor, where they find the ships aflame. Well, we won't be sailing to Westeros anytime soon, says Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear a thousand people groan. Uh, <laughs> was that necessary? It was on the nose. That line was, apparently. <laughs> also... Did I miss when they got a giant fleet? When did that happen? That happened yeah. in the third, third or fourth season. No, fourth season. Well, didn't didn't like when? Duck Sauce? He came and he offered them boats and stuff. But I didn't think it was that many. They didn't I do thought that they in didn't the show either. Duck Sauce never shows up. Yeah, they didn't do that in the well, show. There, it was like it was really quick and in passing because I think some people pointed it out that like they weren't doing the Quint, uh, Victorian storyline because of it. They were like, oh, we just got these ninety ships in our like from something, and then they were like, oh, that's great, and then somebody was talking about like this means that there's no victorians they're so. like yeah marine customs confiscated all these ships you need them <laughs> i think this has to confirm then that that's how we're getting back is we have to wait for the Greyjoys to arrive probably and mm. we, know they're, we know they're in the show now well yeah I, I can definitely see that maybe they left themselves options to either not put the Greyjoys in and just not do that plot 
and now they're like, oh, well, we, we're going to have them in, so burn the ships, and the same result will happen whenever Danny gets back, I guess. Just I'm D&D fine with that. waiting on the shore with a cell phone. Oh, we can do Greyjoys, drop a torch on the ships. <laughs> well, I mean, like, when you're writing a, a show like this, you do have to give yourself options. So, you, you, you know, you'll lay, they lay groundwork for stuff that maybe doesn't come up later because you don't have time or, or whatever, or you have to rework that i mean that's fine well sure but aren't we getting the king's moot this season it just seems uh, like those are the pieces that are going to click into place because other words there's no way to get across the ocean yeah they could take the bone way unless or (laughs) we just never go back to westeros (laughs) well i mean there's there's always the option of just going over land and then oh like they arrive at you know one of the free cities and sail over like Sure. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think you're right, though, uh, Adam, that this is like them setting up Greyjoys. This is the way they're they're going to do it with just the burning of the ships. It seems like... I know, but wait, did did Ramsay get to Marine and burn those ships? With the <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, how, how did that happen, like, so the quickly? Sons of the Harpy, I guess. How, same way the uh, Sand Snakes got on the ship. Ramsay's a Merling as well. I'm going to laugh if... Like, next episode, Tyrion goes down and sets the dragons free, and the way that we get out of this marine morass is just, Danny comes back in the city as ashes. There is like no marine. Like, a few of them just fly away. <laughs> what is this, Dorn? Oh, did anyone else think that maybe the smoke was the, the dragons getting their way out of yeah, captivity? Yeah, for a second, yeah. Yeah. I thought the whole city was burning down for a second. And I was like, oh, <laughs> by, by Marine, not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's the water. Okay. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. That'd yeah. be funny if they just burned everything people don't like. They just burned it all to the ground. That'd be a way to do it, I guess. <laughs> or just stabs them. Grey Worm is the harpy. Oh, yeah. We Ooh. didn't get to see those characters. Th- yeah. They're still alive, I think, though, right? He's still around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Miss Sandy. I mean, yeah. I'm always amused and, to see Tyrion and, and uh, Varys together. So yeah, it was like, I love was that. Good. good exchanges. There was there was some good uh, this and a couple other scenes. There was some good like subtitle jokes and stuff going on in this episode. But yeah. also Tyrion and Varys, we can agree they're both very smart, right? They're yeah. both very cunning, and they're walking around talking about how the city's empty and like around the corner, people just want to murder you, and they don't have any guards with well, them. No one knows who they yeah, are. Yeah, I was about to ask no the question. The only dwarf in the city. They don't know who Tyrion is. No one. He's not a target, is he? Isn't he like ruling the city now? Yes, but do they know that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, regardless if they know, he's still a dwarf. He's still vulnerable. If someone wanted to rob him, sure. they and could. And he's not one of the Miranese. Like he's not from around there. That's pretty clear. Ah, I found, I found a, I found a cock Guys. merchant. Finally, it took me a whole season. But now, Guys, all right, here's that dwarf. Varys is the leader of the faceless men. He can take anybody. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I did note, like while watching, that they were dressed very informally. So maybe they're just blending in. But I, I was there's still no, like, there's no one to blend in with. <laughs> wearing yeah. their Jedi robes. Yeah. But I mean, like they don't look obviously like royalty, like Daenerys always did. No, but I mean, they're, like they're, I, I get that. But my point was that they were just saying that like hey if you're out on the streets people will be murdering you like it doesn't really matter who you are and they're out on the streets with no one around yeah for a minute Varys was doing something weird with his sleeves and i'm like is he got an assassin's creed blade under there that he's gonna (laughs) take out in a minute Uh, nice definitely does i like how he's like ah my little birds are out gathering whispers and then like there's like this massive fire and no one has told him yet and he's just like huh i wonder what this he is he hasn't gotten the infrastructure like, in well, d- yeah it's taking time to be fair i only have like two birds you know <laughs> it, it takes a while to get a bird network off the ground <laughs> yeah you gotta start small <laughs> we do we get this the start of i assume a, a plot point that they're going to be putting some weight on in this season which is that the red priests of rolor are behind danny we get a little bit of that in the book also and it seems like that is going to be important that they are her support. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see another uh, member of the Rolorism there. And I'm sure we'll get more of that. All right, so let's go ahead and go to the Dothraki Sea, where we have Jorah and Dario continuing their pursuit of Daenerys. Dario makes fun of Jorah's permanent friend zone position, and Jorah has a look at his grayscale, which has spread up his arm. They find marks of a Dothraki horde, which are very obvious, and Danny's ring, less obvious, sitting in the grass. Jorah puts two and two together. So, any thoughts on this little bit with Jorah and Dario on the hunt? There should have been a small little elven brooch right next yeah. to it, and Jorah's just like, huh, not idly do the leaves of Lothlorien fall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just absurd that he could find that in that 
huge, vast wasteland, but whatever. I get it. Well, it's to a, be it's fair, a, and it's so like, quickly. It's encircled by a bunch of horse prints. Like, it's this giant circle of horse prints, and in the middle is, like, this patch of grass that's untouched. And so like he doesn't have a huge, he doesn't have a huge search area. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, oh, I don't need to buy it. I'll just accept yeah, it. It's fine. I mean the whole this whole scene. I was like, Super Dario and Jorah the Explorer back at it again. Yeah. Like it just seems so just playful and weird and comic relief. Sure, it's just weird to think of Dario. Like he even says Jorah is older than him by a significant margin. Maybe it's just weird to see him acting like he's young and inexperienced and kind of talking like a cho. Just naive. <laughs> and this is this is kind of a weird thing because we see her surrounded by a bunch of riders at the end of the season and we see this you know big circle of prints and stuff and they carried her off and they didn't know who she was or have any idea of her significance i mean if they see like a blonde lady out in the grass somewhere do they send like a thousand riders i think to it was just a party that is that like routine her. i think it was just a party of dothraki doing sh- dothraki yeah. stuff and they found found her out there Mostly just happenstance. Yeah. But are you we think just, if it's one on woman, they just send, they just send a couple guys over to get her, right? Like, it's kind of weird that there was so many. Maybe know. they had some other purpose. It's it is out for like a scouting party though. But I guess they travel in force. Yeah, this dynamic. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's weird though because they're very antagonistic, which I guess is fine. But yeah, it's it's not as exciting or fun as some of the other pairings we've got. I don't think Dario is gonna live to see the end of the season. I think he's out. He can take his place finally as you're on. He'll just, yeah, he'll just change his face. Yeah. I, I, I heck, you know, I would, I would like that to happen. <laughs> like if, if they're gonna go insane yeah. and absurd, I want just them go, to take it to a level. All the way. I would, I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. I mean, if that's not a thing on in the books at all, it can still be a thing in the show, please. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Alright, so speaking of things that are so far only in the show, we have a pair of Dothraki talking about what they plan to do with Daenerys as the Horde moves west. They take her to Kalmoro, whose wives urge him to cut off the witch's head. His blood riders make their own cases for what is best in life. They rank seeing a naked woman for the first time in the top five, so pretty good. Daenerys drops her many titles, but the Dothraki assure her she is nothing but a slave now. When she tells him that she was Kaldrogo's wife, however, the call cuts her bindings and tells her that she will go to Vase Dothrak to join the Dosh Kaleen. So, kind of all anticipated mm. how this would all play out, but yeah, funny, really funny scene. Probably my favorite scene as yeah. far as that goes. I just all the the back talk from the various Dothraki people. I loved that. I like how like the call was like so imposing, but then his blood riders are like, yeah, no, really? no, this is this better is than that. He's like, okay, well. It's at least yeah. at the top five guys. Yeah. It's it's very sl- it's very slapstick, but because it's in Dothraki, it's not meant to feel it that way as much. Better. But it doesn't sound as yeah, it's it's very much like you know it's number one thing seeing a naked woman. Oh, but you know, hey, uh, what about defeating another call or you know raping a bunch of women that we just met or you know? Okay, <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. It's Diana. totally top five. Yeah. And then was anyone else afraid of like yet another? rape on the show when I'm I'm just like if they don't recognize her this is not going to go well I enjoyed the irony that she is in danger of being killed as a witch <laughs> like like that whole thing about killing <laughs> Mary Vestor as a witch in the first season is suddenly just coming back maybe to bite her cosmically of course that didn't happen so I like how he's like knowing since my wives hate you you of course must be really beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah it's like if they if my wives want someone's head cut off they jealous as shit yep <laughs> I, I was a little bit surprised that like, I think Adam was saying earlier that they didn't realize it was Danny. It took them that long to. How many people look like Danny there? Yeah. It's like po- process of elimination. This chick <laughs> wears the same outfit every damn day. She got the dragons around her neck. She got that hair that no one else has. Uh, I mean, yeah. come on. You're, you're sitting there. She you're knows, sitting there like you're speculating about. Yeah, she knows the Thraki. You're speculating about like if her the curtains match the drapes. Come on. You you paid you've paid some attention. Like, not even them, but the actual cow well, that's there. They're right just now. not in the loop with each yeah. other. Like I guess maybe they did. Like they weren't at uh, Vaze Dothrak when she was there. That would have been their only chance to encounter each other. I was like, thinking it would be one of one of you know Drogo's former. It's not this you know, time, though, I guess. Or something, it's, but... That's what it is in the book, but yeah. it's not for the show. It's just some other Kalasar. If you asked like... me, you know, what does Vladimir Putin's wife look like, I couldn't tell you, and I have Google News. They don't. 
So I, I know, but like in a, in a, they're they're all darker skin, darker hair. Like someone that has like literally white hair would would really stand it out. It would be reasonable that like stories of the dragon lady would have reached them, but I guess they just didn't. Like that just never happened. So. I guess the Dothraki don't get along. They kill people. Like, someone's... Because someone's coming to bring news and they just slit their throat, you know? There's mm-hmm. no newspapers for them to read. It's like, that That guy was just... He was traveling bringing news and you killed him. So so where does this go okay. next, then? This this whole sequence with the Dothraki. Obviously, she's mm. probably not going to become a crone of the, the Dashkaleen. That would be a weird way to end Danny's story. So... <laughs> I feel like they'll... I feel like they'll reach Vyas Dothrak, but... It, something will change when they're there. Maybe the Josh Pelene like Drogon? have like, prophecy. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. The dragon shows up and they have their another prophecy moment. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we follow her now. Dragon, I hope. Mobilize. <laughs> Wouldn't her becoming one of the Dosh Clean and just being like, we don't go back to her, be kind of a George thing to do? That, no. no. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's, it's the wor- it's the worst, but I mean, it's kind of just like a terrible, just, it's like cutting a story off and being like, ha ha. cut stories off, yeah, though. Know. There's always ripple effects. No, like, yeah, there's always, it finishes, he cuts characters off in the middle of the story. This would but... be just killing so much development, that would never happen. But yeah, obviously I'm joking about that, but yeah, probably she'll mobilize yeah. them, they'll, they'll see the dragon. They'll see Drogon and they'll be like, "You're you're cool now. You're cool. We'll follow you." I have a quick question. Do we have ten episodes this season? Yeah, ten yes. for this season. Yes. Yes. There okay. has been talk about less for the next two, right? I yeah. think that they at least confirmed that season eight will have less. Okay. They're not nothing about season seven yet, okay. though. Yeah, I remember that as well. All right, we'll see. But we do get ten for now, so looking forward to that, I guess. <laughs> but let's go ahead and finish this one out with a couple more scenes, starting with a short scene in Bravos where we have. Arya, blind and beggared, sitting in the streets. The waif arrives and gives her a stick and starts beating her with her own. Arya makes a poor showing of her herself since she is blind and all. The waif beats her brutally and promises that she will return again tomorrow. So, Arya training to be an assassin. As we thought, not a whole lot to say, really. Oh, this was boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's just another season of Arya undergoing cruel tutelage. Yep. <laughs> Anyone have any any other thoughts on it? Hopefully, it goes somewhere quick. Yeah, I was I was a little bit sad for Arya, but I was like, eh, I, I expected this. Yeah, it was pretty expected. I do. I find it a little strange. The training is happening out in the middle of the street. That seems a little odd to me. Yeah, but... I mean, I guess people aren't gonna stand up to help a blind girl. Maybe because they're all poor and don't care or something. But, but... this is clearly going to evolve into actual fighting. Why would... I guess the faceless man, like, people know what they are and what they do, and maybe they don't care. But, yeah, it's it's a little strange. Well, isn't the purpose for her to kind of survive on the streets? Like, is she even allowed to go that's, back yeah, to probably the... probably not. So I guess that's the reason, but... Yeah, it's a little bizarre, but not a huge thing. All right, well, uh, that's it for Bravos. We'll we'll check back later, I'm sure. And we'll end then with the last scene we get on the wall where Alistair goes to confront Davos and his band of Night's Watchmen. He promises them amnesty if they give up. Davos says that they will consi- they'll, they'll discuss it, of course, Mudden being in the stipulation. <laughs> the group is certain that, that Alistair will slaughter them if they let him in and must wait for Dolores Ed's coming. Meanwhile, Melisandre looks in the mirror and decides this is a good time to disrobe. She takes off her necklace and releases her glamour, then goes to bed. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Going to bed, old Melisandre. Right. She's still kind of in the same area with them, right? Yeah, yeah she's just kind of off to the side. In the side that's, da- that's dangerous taking that necklace off. Mm-mm. I did. Li- I did like the way this was shot, though. Just the focus on the mirror, and then not being able to see her at first. And yeah, it was pretty good. I-, I I knew it was coming pretty early when she started looking at the mirror. Some people, like, I guess, were pretty shocked by this. Obviously, they didn't know about the glamour. I was talking to some show watcher people before we started, and yeah, this this whole sequence was pretty shocking. But yeah, I- I d- it didn't hit much for me because I kind of this is how I I kind of pictured it. My yeah. friend was sitting next to me, and she was going, "Wait, why is she undressing?" And I'm like, "Titty quota. They gotta, they gotta fulfill yeah. that." And she still looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if anything, for a few yeah, centuries, if anything, I, I wouldn't, she would I look wouldn't like mind. Yeah. the grandma's mother in SpongeBob. If anyone gets that reference, <laughs> I was alive before they invented <laughs> chocolate. That lady, I thought she'd just be a. Oh husband. my god! But she uh, it was. It was fine. I would. I would back up a second with the whole. Uh, Everybody kind of being in a in a standoff mode there. It, Davos is great. Like, okay, let's. Well, you know, we're gonna discuss it. We're just, we'll get back to you. 
We're all going to discuss this amongst <laughs> ourselves. It's like so adorable. But what have they done other than not show up to breakfast? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I guess they've, they've figured out like that John Snow's body is in there and they've, they've got ghosts. But really, does this warrant like 20 dudes with crossbows, you know, train on the room? Like, do they really think they're going to run out of that room and go kill everyone? Is it assumed that they're traitors? So. Yeah, is it? Yeah, like, are they, th- are they thinking, like, well, we're traitors and we killed Jon Snow, and uh, you're still loyal, so you're traitors now, because we've all switched sides. What? Alistair's just like, hmm, they skipped yeah, the waffle wait. breakfast. Something yeah. must be up. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I released the salted meat from the stores, and they didn't show up. We only normally do that on Tuesdays. They should know about that. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, yeah. where's, that, where's that dead body we just kind of left out in the open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who moved that body? <laughs> Why, why is their first thought that he's a zombie and he got up and walked off to eat their rings? I was one of the guys who stabbed Jon Snow and then just saw his body gone. I just feel like, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh fuck, oh guys. Or maybe like go knocking doors like, hey, have you seen uh, a Jon Snow body? Anybody see a Jon Snow body? No, no. <laughs> he's I mean, he's I just certainly not him. dead. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Yeah, I just, I, I saw a body and I went to get someone and I came back and it was gone. Just so. looked a bit like Jon Snow. I'm not saying that I stabbed him. We got to wait yeah. for breakfast to reveal that. Yeah, <laughs> they already, they, they already uh, admitted that. But yeah, no one stayed up to keep an eye on the body. I guess because that makes them. I look mean, guilty, I but then them, they were going to admit that anyway. I mean, I just imagine them all like sitting up from like one of the rooms and be like, Ooh, "Who's going to find it first? Like they're they're looking out and they're like, they're just trying to see. Like that's how they know that Davos took him and stuff. Or, or it was just all right. We killed him. Who's going to pick up the body? I don't want to pick up the body. No, I'm not going to pick it up either. Well, Ollie's too small to pick it up. Ah, eh, we'll just leave it. Well, yeah, I was thinking back to when, when we first see them. I was thinking back to like, oh, Longclaw's still there and all that because we you know we see it in the trailer and like, oh, that makes sense because if someone took long claw or or you know remove the body or whatever then it would be obvious they were the ones that did this murder and they're still trying to hide it and then we get to that scene with with thorn just being like we killed the lord commander and you're like oh so why not like have him hung up on display for everyone to see when there's just a big valyrian steel sword just kind of laying down how is no one just like hmm well he's not gonna he's not gonna be using it so yeah i mean like there's i'm sure there's a reason for the story why why they want to keep that around but it does seem a bit odd if they weren't trying to cover it up why they well when there's like 20 people involved there's no way you're gonna be able to cover it up so they just decided to be honest no, I mean that, that's my point. It's like why not why not string him up somewhere or and you know take all of his shit. That would be I don't I don't get the impression that they want to be grotesque about it. They he makes like Thorn makes it sound like I did what I had to. I didn't do it because I hated him. And they could have also they I mean he could have also played it off and said, "Oh, well Jon Snow told me he was going to go do, you know, he was going to go march on Winterfell or something." Like he could have said he could have made some shit up too to help justify that if he wanted, but I, he seems to think that letting the wildlings come through is enough to to sway the murderers yeah. and rapists in the it room. It doesn't seem like the kind of guy to make a story up to. It just doesn't seem to have that in him. I mean, so did you, did, I. we all liked Thorn last season, right? I yeah, thought he, he was okay. To he seemed to be until, coming around until the, the end. end. I thought maybe they were going to replace some of the people that they killed off with Thorn and like someone else would be part of part of the murder. So I was kind of sad when that happened. Could someone remind me why Davos got sent back to Castle Black? To get help? Because, yeah, and Stannis was like, well, I can't have him around when I make the great decision of burning my daughter alive. <laughs> yeah, that was basically uh, it. That was season five. <laughs> but, like, he, he got to Castle, he there, got to Castle there was no Black season. and he's not doing anything, though. He just seems to have gone to bed. There's nothing left for him to do. He has no king. He has no cause he just or, i guess he, he got there and what was he even doing i think he was like supposed to like arrange stuff with the night's watch but supplies or something yeah like supplies just in case and because yeah he i guess it. he was up talk he was like up and talking to people when Melisandre showed up and was just like yeah stannis is dead it's all over I yeah. ran. It's weird that they want to kill him, too. Because it's the impression that... I mean, that's what Davos believes, is, like, they're going to kill us all. Well, I feel like and it's feel, more like tying up loose ends. Yeah. You don't really want a story yeah. going around how, like, the Night's Watch killed their own Lord Commander. I guess. It just seems so... Yeah. Like, what is he da- going to do? Davos Davos especially, if he goes and tells someone, then and someone decides to, to go and replace some people at the Night's Watch. Not that... People seem to care much about the Night's Watch at this point. Well, in the realm, well imagine but... what Stannis would do if he found out. So, do, am I the only one that thinks that 
Davos and Mel are going to get it on to make a shadow baby. <laughs> I don't want to yes. think about that. <laughs> Swear to God. I don't want to see what he smuggles into her. I would I would Stop much it. rather I would much rather it be Dolores Ed cuz that would be funny. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> you need a shadow baby to help get us out of this. All right. I'm well, I, no, he wouldn't be happy about it. He would still be like, oh, another drag. Like, if I gotta do it, damn, this hot old lady. Doesn't, <laughs> oh he, doesn't he say in the trailer, like, I don't want you to see what I'm about to do? Is yeah, that what but I don't talking? think that's what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, God. That's as he pulls his sword oh, out. Shit. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> May have figured it out. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. It's just gonna be. I would again, kind of like the absurdity of Dario taking his face off. I would not be opposed to a shadow baby killing everybody. Wow. <laughs> Castle. <Good point. laughs> yeah, yeah. Tormund shows up. It's like, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> what's the gestation period on a shadow baby? Like, it took like half a day or so. A few hours, maybe. I wonder if a shadow baby could kill a white walker, now that I kind of think about it. Like, oh gosh, we have to know now. This is like a Godzilla versus Mothra conversation. Can we get like an epic battle between the Night's King and well, What shadow about baby? the real baby, the white walker baby and the shadow baby? They can fight. <laughs> baby fight. They can be That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, a shadow baby that looks like Dolores said. <laughs> Dolores? Dolores. <laughs> Whatever, you say Brian, so I wouldn't be talking too much. Is that like is that like Mrs. It's Doubtfire? Like, it's like Myra Seller. It's Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Petire. I just uh just a note. I actually I'm really a fan of it's kind of out of place I guess, but I just love Davos so far. He's just he feels very light. He's just yeah. taking it all in stride. I enjoy Davos. And it's fun. Well, he's like the only real anchor we have. It feels like we have left because who's left other word, other than him? Then there's Danny and then a bunch of children. Oh yeah, and then Jamie and Cersei. Who and he's kind of the only one that hasn't really been traumatized. I mean, yet he'll be traumatized soon. I think but... we might get the uh, the Blackfish in the season because in the trailer yeah. you see uh, the Tully sigil behind Brienne and Podrick. Is he really an anchor uh, for the show, though? I don't know. No, no. What a useless no. character. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to get the phrase soon. We're left with bad guys and people who are really, really sad. And there's Davos, who is he's holding it together pretty well. Yeah. Davos is still kind of us, you know? He's still kind of just, like, rolling with it, not really too impressed by anything, and not, like, falling into the bullshit. Nobody hates Davos. Everybody loves Davos. Yeah. Well, he's kind of like the... Hmm. Joe Everyman of the series, where he literally is the only peasant we ever really get to yeah, talk just to. Just wait until Davos kills Sansa at the end of the season. He's like, and then he, he pulls out Lightbringer. <laughs> he burns her alive to get the king's blood. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> what if he just named himself king? Then he could just use his own blood. like The Onion King. I don't really understand how it works. It doesn't. That's why he's lost. <laughs> yeah. No, it changed the weather. I mean, not that that weather pattern well, wasn't going to be moving along anyway, but yeah. you know, whatever. No character will go unassassinated if if the writers have anything to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, like we we think Davos isn't going to like just die in two episodes or something, right? I mean, I, don't I think so. hope not. He better not. Oh, oh, wait, damn it. I have a I have a continuity question. So. I, I feel like maybe I just, like, wasn't seeing it right, but when we saw Winterfell, like, the outside of Winterfell and the battlefield that was there, I guess, is it, is there snow? Because I thought that there wasn't snow, and well, then, like, it, mm, but it yeah. should they, be. They jump inside, into yeah. snow, I think, oh, right, wait. or they'd be dead. No, but she, she's talking about the know, castle, but, like, seeing the they castle. They jump off the side of Winterfell, so there must be snow somewhere, yeah. but there was no snow on that part where Stannis fought. It's been, <laughs> yeah, but there can't be a giant snowbank at just one spot, and that's well. It. They had to they had to clear the driveway. Well, that's called so a snowdrift. Kind of push yeah, all the snow. You up can't there. have a battle with snow everywhere. You get the snow plows in there. If you if you live somewhere if you've ever lived somewhere where it snows and there's a lot of wind, you'll get these eight foot snowdrifts like up the side of a barn or something weird. Even though there's no snow. 10 feet away like that does happen you know i used to blame the logic problems on the fact that they were that like they were forcing themselves to be faithful to a, an adaptation and so that's why they sort of had to 
cut no. corners, but now it's like you have no excuse. You can't just have the Sand Snakes show up on a ship where they're not supposed to be, and you can't just have Sans and Theon survive a hundred foot drop onto rocks. And wade through water. And it's like like they've been hanging a lantern on a bunch of the stuff that we called bullshit on last season, right? Like in that scene with Theon when he's like, it's just me, she fell and broke her legs and stuff. And they're like, yeah, bullshit, there was a ton of snow, bro. She didn't break her legs. Not even really? the, the guards believe that, right? Oh, okay, I guess then. It's not just, I mean, that that crossing at the river would have, they would have both died. <laughs> like, it would not be enough Hypothermia. to just kind of- yeah, Sounds like guys next episode of just hypothermia on their way to civilization. <laughs> she would lose her feet. She would not be able to walk after they got out of that river. Yeah, but see, like that's that's something I can suspend my disbelief a bit on that because maybe it's warmer than we thought. Maybe what you know, uh, whatever, you know. But being somehow getting onto a boat that's still in the harbor in King's Land, I don't really understand. I think that's where it is, or was the boat well, on the way they back? Took to a, like you a know, stuff like that. It, yeah, it's like in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> But why is he still in the boat? Why did that? Why did they not bring him ashore? Because he has to paint prison? his stones. <laughs> oh, poor he's, he's, he's in the boat with a sword instead of like, well, you're a hostage now, bitch. <laughs> I felt really bad for that character and that actor. I guess it's like he was. I mean, he was just a dopey kid. He didn't deserve to have a spear pushed through his head. For, and, uh, I mean, I get annoyed with my no, cousin he didn't. sometimes, but Jesus. You got to admit, like, you laughed out loud when you saw that spear pop through his head. Yep. Like, you, yeah, I just, <laughs> I was like, okay, he's about to die. But, like, he's like, who, ooh, who are you going to fight? And I'm like, he's turning his back on one of them. And, yeah. but, like, before I had a, sec- a second to even think, it's like, oh, yeah, huh, <laughs> All right, that's what they're doing. That's that's hilarious. I, I laughed, but it wasn't like, oh, that's funny that happened to that character. It was like, oh, Dave it's and Dan. It was Hugh a dry, It's like, it, it, it makes me feel like that scene in Anchorman where he's, he throws the burrito on the guy or whatever, and he picks his dog, and he's like, now this is happening, and just punts him off the bridge. You're like, oh, I guess, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, all right, this is going back to Dorne and just me being angry, but hear me out. <laughs> the Sand Snakes and Ilaria, you won't take revenge on our dead family members, so we're going to kill you, our last remaining family members. Great, great logic, guys. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, they only care about o- uh, Oberyn, though. Like, like it, but it was Oberyn's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's again who who has a claim and his son who has a claim and none of you who have a claim on anything. I don't care if women can inherit. They're all still bastards. There are no off, lords. Like, Hilaria has no Martell blood in her whatsoever. She's an Uller bastard, and her daughters are way down in line. I mean, I because I, when he said my son, and I'm like, oh my god, is he gonna say Quentin's gonna come and wreck yeah, shit? Dude, what and if that's like, what happened? And I'm like, ah, what fuck. if Quentin shows up and just kills everybody? Did they specifically state anything like I have one son or like I have Maybe. no daughters or we we didn't see them? But Quentin and Arian show it up and kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see any of that. I'm not I'm not advocating <laughs> that at all nah, at this point. But just, I'm just like I'm just wondering if there's some loop if they're gonna try to make something happen there. That's just, all. I will what give is, my right leg to just see the sand snakes just get killed in like the best ways. They are like next to Walder Frey kind of. What it, oh, you know what would right be what would be great is if like one of them kills the others and it's just like well now I'm the princess and there can only be one <laughs> yeah and the, and the and then she like takes the throne and the people are like who the fuck are you yeah this comes back to the fact that there are no minor lords anywhere in the show there's no court anywhere in the show and so it's like oh i can now i'm queen and nobody can object because there's nobody else in this palace i guess or in well, this country Dorne is made up of like 15 people so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get that the, their time in that space is limited because just because of where it is and all that. But they could have done like interior shots and they're also still just like, like it just it seems like they just wanted to get out of there. Still just in the water gardens, so they can't assert any kind of new dominion or monarchy or institution. Well, no, no, there. no. That if you uh, if you remember from the map. At the beginning of the show, which okay. is very helpful. <laughs> that is not the Water Gardens, oh nor is it Sunspear. That is just oh, Dorne. Right. 
That is yeah. the city that of Dorne. Of Dorne. Dorne. So, that's I guess it. they. That is the I mean, city if you of kill Dorne. Everybody there, you yeah. can you can rule that. So I guess they won. Well, basically, because like they can't send out any other messages because they killed their fucking maester. Well done, guys. Well, I think that is a good place to end. Lots of discussion on Dorne. I'm sure we'll get more interesting stuff that will happen. Maybe not. We'll see. But yeah, good stuff, guys. That was a lot of fun, and we'll be back. Dragoncast will be back next week to review the second episode of Season 6, titled Home. Again, it'll be directed by Jeremy Podswa. I think that's how you say that, as this one was. The way they're doing it this whole season is they have the same director do two episodes throughout, so that'll be interesting. I thought, you know, it was a solid episode, so hopefully the next one will be okay, too. It's it's two episodes in a row right, for all yeah, the so they all do, right? too. Yeah. And that's how it will go. So, yeah, thank you guys for joining me for this. It was a lot of fun, and we'll, again, we'll be back next time, and thank you for listening. Check us out on all the places, the VOK Podcast WordPress, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Tumblr, everything. Just Google Vassals of Kingsgrave. That's usually helpful if you want to find us. So yeah, thank you for listening and we'll be back soon. Bye. 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 Get that bad pussy. So where's Matt? I don't know. He just he does that sometimes. <laughs> as soon as we start talking about Dorn, he he's just like, I'm out. Exploding. He got right. he got drunk and fell That's asleep. Happened, <laughs> get that bad pussy. Yeah, don't you guys do that where you just get naked in front of the mirror and just think about all your failures like that? I do that all the time. <laughs> well, I will say that when I get naked in front of the mirror, I do seem to you know morph into some like some some sure. kind of amorphous blob. I don't know. Yeah, you know, same. it happens. Yeah. Same here. Hmm. Get that bad pussy. <laughs>